Hello, we welcome you to our Autism One show, a drug-free approach to Asperger's Syndrome and Autism, homeopathic care for exceptional kids. I'm Dr. Judith reichenberg Allman, And I'm Dr. Robert Allman. We're licensed naturopathic physicians, board certified in homeopathic medicine. We have been in practice for over 20 years and are the co-authors of a book by the same title as our show, A Drug-Free Approach to Asperger's Syndrome and Autism. And we've also written seven other books, uh, including the best-selling Ritalin Free Kids, Rage Free Kids, and a number of other books as well. Today, uh, we would like to present our show on 10 compelling reasons to add homeopathic treatment to your child's program for ASD, and uh, let me give you just a little bit of contact information for us, and then we will go into our show. We practice in Edmonds, Washington, in the Seattle area, and you can reach us at 425-774-5599, and our website is www.drugfreeasperger.com. We're very happy to be here today, and we know that you parents of children on the autism spectrum, for one thing, um, are wondering which types of therapy might be most of benefit to your children, and also how to combine the different therapies, because uh, many of the children that we treat on the spectrum, their parents are using a number of therapies at the same time. Homeopathy might be less familiar to you than the other therapies, and so we want to try to help you understand why uh, it's very compelling to include homeopathy in your armamentarium of treatments that you're using for your child. So these are 10 compelling reasons. Number one, homeopathy is effective in treating many of the symptoms of ASD, including those symptoms that do not typically respond to conventional medications. So I would like to share with you a case to start out with, and this is a case of a child diagnosed with PDD. In our book, we call him Malik. I'll tell you a bit about him. Malik, three and a half years old, was slow to walk, talk, and sit up. His mother, whom we call Jamila, noticed that he shook his hands and his arms in a strange way when he became excited. Fearful and very sensitive, he only wanted to be with his mom and refused to interact with anyone else. In fact, when others were around, Malik screamed in frustration, demanding 100% of his mom's attention. His fussiness was unpredictable, and she never knew what would set him off. This created a definite strain on her social life since she could no longer get together with friends due to Malik's dependency. The stress in her became so great that the only way for her to cope was to avoid taking him places. She shared with us, I always knew that Malik was behind developmentally, but it didn't worry me too much. Even though it was obvious that he had muscular and social development problems, I knew he wasn't dumb. Malik learned colors on his own, was able to recognize letters at two and a half, and his attention span was fine. In fact, he loved reading books. But there were indications that everything wasn't quite on track. 
One of the moms in the carpool encouraged me to take Malik for testing. There were lots of things he couldn't do by himself, or at least he didn't think he could, like climbing upstairs or going on a jungle gym. It's something with his muscles. They tighten up and he yells for my help. He has a hard time, in fact, climbing anything vertical. It's the same muscle tightening with bowel movements. Even if the stool is soft, getting it out is a major effort. I have thought that Malik was autistic for quite a while. Rather than talking like other kids his age, he repeats your questions. I'll ask him if he wants milk or juice, and he mimics the question back to me. It drives me up a wall. It was better for a while. He could actually answer me instead of merely looking dazed and repeating back whatever I asked. Malik seems lost in his own world. Watching anything spin is one of his favorite pastimes. Seeing objects in motion make him jump, jump up and down. I call it an involuntary muscle spasm. The great majority of the time he walks on his toes. He can't feed himself. If he comes really hungry, all hell breaks loose and he loses all control of his muscles. He's either very calm or highly excitable and angry. During the calm moments, he likes to read books. At other times, he jumps up and down or loses his temper. If he gets messy when he eats, he freaks out and starts screaming. Brushing his teeth has turned into a screaming battle. Since he started attending a preschool co-op last year, the meltdowns have slowed down somewhat. According to Malik's original school district assessment, he was about a year behind his peers in development. The physical therapist identified a sensory processing disorder. Disinterested in engaging with other children, the child had not even interacted with his older sister until he was three years old. The day that he did eventually connect with her was forever etched on his mom's memory. He constantly remained by his mother's side like a puppy. He would become fearful when his grandfather came to visit. Loud noises made him cry and scream. Being faced with crowded places like malls was an ordeal that inevitably ended with him grabbing onto his mother for dear life. His mom continued, I call him Mr. Passion because he's so full of extremes, gentle and kind one minute, like when he's playing with animals. When he's calm, he's calm, but if you get him upset, he's a whole different kid. Watch out and duck your head because he throws whatever is around. Like any child, he tests me to see what I'll do, but he reacts very intently to, intensely to scolding or reprimands. At school, however, he's very shy. In fact, he didn't say one word to his preschool teacher all year. He just sat back and observed. She talked about how she used music to calm him, and she said maybe it comes from his dad, who is African and an avid musician. Once I left him for the babysitter for three hours, and he was at the keyboard when I came back. Anything with buttons fascinates him, or anything with wires. Other than the school, the stool problem, which was diagnosed as encopresis, the only other physical complaint of Malik was intermittent strabismus, a visual problem where his eyes would cross so much that they would become stuck in the middle. Now, as a homeopath, when I treated this case... I was trying to understand what was most unusual about Malik. The tendency to muscle tightening or spasms in his legs, bowels, and eyes were unusual for a child his age. 
And this was the first time we had come across a child who, when overly hungry, quote-unquote, would lose control of all of his muscles. Some of his other characteristics were not so remarkable for a child on the spectrum. Oversensitivity to noise, mood swings, social withdrawal, developmental delays, toe walking, perseveration. The other aspect of Malik that really stood out was his physical appearance. He looked like a little old man rather than a child. His appearance, behavior, and developmental delays led me to prescribe for him zincum made from zinc. This is a medicine that's indicated for muscle spasm, restlessness, and an adult-looking appearance. One year later, I fine-tuned the prescription to zincum iodatum, which is zinc iodide, due to his perseveration. So let me tell you about the changes in Malik. <laughs> At his six-week appointment, his mom mentioned that he had a couple of boils, which he had had earlier in his life. And uh, the fact that the eruption had occurred again was really a good sign. He had begun talking to other people. He was no longer bothered by crowded places, and he just didn't get as mad or frustrated about life. Rather than throwing a tantrum, he was not able to say, I feel upset. The screaming after the naps had stopped, and the week before, she was surprised when he climbed a jungle gym by himself without needing any help. And just one day before, he had scaled a vertical ladder at preschool, another first. The physical therapist noticed a sudden increase in confidence. The youngster had begun for the first time to sit down to breakfast and feed himself, and there were many other changes as well. His father commented that he seemed to have made have made a developmental leap to play with more age-appropriate toys and to act out stories with animation. Jamila, his mother, commented, I'm just amazed at the big difference from when he started the remedy until today. My life is so much easier now. He started to play with kids his own age. Before he had no interest in doing that, he can play with his sister for much longer periods of time, and he's learning to control his emotions. The biggest excitement for me is that he's, he has continued to become more social. And in addition, he definitely has fewer spastic movements. So we continue to treat Malik, and uh, it's now been over two years that he's been on this homeopathic medicine. First, zincum, as I mentioned, and then zincum iodatum. Stuttering was another problem that was helped by the course of treatment. Uh, and after the first four months, his mom told us, it's as if a fog lifted from his brain. He's so much more aware. She also, uh, we also at that point recommended a gluten and casein-free diet. And this shows how combining uh, dietary interventions, for example, with homeopathy works very well. And, and she found that for the bowel problems, this, um, this was of help. Uh, it was a year after we first saw him that we changed to zinc iodide. And um, it's interesting that the child has very strong attraction to batteries, and batteries contain zinc. So Malik has continued to do very, very well. And actually, um, I notice here we've been treating him for three and a half years, so it's been more than a couple of years. At his last appointment... His mom beamed. He's doing so well. He can even have conversations. 
Even his obsessions are much more on the level of typical kids. I no longer need to keep reminding him that he's told me the same thing over and over again. It's such a new thing that he's able to really take another person's perspective, which is a leap for an autistic child. So this gives you uh, a really good insight into how effective homeopathy can be for these children. And I, before I um, talk a little bit more and then turn this over to my husband, I'd like to point out that a number of the tendencies which improve from Malik would not have improved from conventional medicine. And a lot of times parents are really surprised to hear that characteristics like perseveration, uh, like anger, social inhibitions, for example, uh, will improve with homeopathy. And this, as you can see, was the case. The one other compelling reason that I would like to mention before I turn this over to my husband is that homeopathy treats the whole child. So you could see in this case that um, there were other physical conditions which improved as well, such as the spastic movements and um, some improvement in the ankylpresis. So it wasn't just the PDD symptoms that improved from a leak. And in this same vein, this is the second compelling reason to use homeopathy, and that is not only will the ASD symptoms be improved with the correct homeopathic medicine, but headaches, asthma, allergies, seizures, whatever it is that your child is suffering from physically will also be improved by the correct homeopathic medicine. So I'm going to turn this over for my, to my husband, and he's going to share some more compelling reasons to use homeopathy along with whatever else you're doing for your child on the spectrum. So one of the most compelling reasons to use homeopathy is that it's safe. And that can't be said for all conventional medicines. But it can be said for homeopathy throughout more than 200 years of experience using the principles of homeopathy. Homeopathy is gentle and natural as well. So the gentleness is seen by the way that homeopathy moves the person toward health without a great deal of force, but consistently and firmly moving them in the direction of total healing. Now, homeopathic medicines are made from natural substances. They come from all different parts of the world. They're made from animal, plant, and mineral constituents. And each one is a unique substance from nature. So homeopathic medicines that we use in practice are prescribed singly for the person so that one substance from nature treats the whole person. And that can hardly be said for any other way to treat patients on the autism spectrum. You don't have to worry about toxicity or side effects with homeopathy. Sometimes in the beginning of treatment, there's an aggravation of symptoms, and sometimes old symptoms from the past can come back briefly. But both of those are transient phenomena and actually good signs, meaning that the remedy is most likely correct and the patient is going to go on 
to complete healing over time. Now, a homeopath will spend more time with you and your child than perhaps any other doctor you've seen with the goal of understanding your child very, very deeply. Now, many people, after they have consulted with a homeopath, say, I've never told that to anyone. They say, that case history was the most complete medical history I've ever had. So the homeopath is wanting to know everything about the person, everything about the child on the spectrum, and his likes and dislikes, his physical symptoms, all the different characteristics. It could be echolalia, it could be perseveration, and all of the different characteristics of autism that make that child unique. And that's what a homeopath is looking for, the uniqueness in the child. And so it takes some time to do that. Usually we'll spend in an interview an hour to an hour and a half with the parent getting a full history. And then if the child is verbal, we'll spend as much time as the child is willing to talk with us to try to find out from the inside out exactly what makes that child tick, exactly the likes and dislikes and unique characteristics that will clue us into the particular homeopathic medicine that that child needs. Now, a homeopath always treats each child as an individual. And that child will need, as I said before, one medicine from nature that will stimulate the body's ability to heal itself. And that medicine will have the particular symptoms in its picture that your child has. And when those two match, it stimulates the body, mind, and even the spirit to bring about balance, harmony, and improvement and release of those symptoms. So that all of those things that have been characterizing the child as part, being part of the autism spectrum, begin to go away. And over time, we can see remarkable improvements in many characteristics of the child. Their speech improves, their social development improves, they're able to learn in school much better. And this is, this is actually um, the way that it happens for each child that they have a unique course in homeopathic medicine, they have a unique course of healing, but it's an amazing phenomenon to watch how completely, little by little, they heal. So again, uh, what Dr. Roman was saying was number three, the, the compelling reason of homeopathy being safe, gentle, and natural. Number four, a homeopath spending much more time with you and your child than most or perhaps any other doctor. And number five, the individualization of treatment. Number six is that homeopathy is compatible with most of the other treatment methods that you might be using. So regardless of what type of therapy you're using, you can add homeopathy to that, and there are different ways of administering the medication, either, either a single dose or repeatedly, and so you don't have to worry whether you're giving your child conventional medications, whether you're doing chelation, whether you're doing a DAN protocol, whatever you might be doing, 
ABA, it's fine to use homeopathy along with that. Uh, number seven is that homeopathy does not require any special diet or lifestyle changes, especially when it's administered as a daily medication. Now this, we think, is, a, is quite a boon to you parents who are already having to be so restrictive as far as your child's diet, and you might be taking your child to multiple appointments and, and having to change your lifestyle in many, many ways. Homeopathy is really a relief for many parents in that regard. Number eight. Homeopathic medicines are very easy to administer. In some cases, you'll receive uh, a little packet with a small amount of white powder that allows uh, easy administration by simply opening it and pouring it into the child's mouth. And that uh, is very easily accepted because it has a sweet taste and most children find it very, very pleasant. Now some children who need daily dosing uh, will take a small amount of liquid that's tasteless, having the, the remedy has been diluted in uh, water, stirred, and then a small amount is given to the child, about half a teaspoon. And so it's very, very simple to administer, and children either like it or don't mind it at all. And then the, the next um, reason why homeopathy can be very, very helpful is that visits are infrequent and can even be done by telephone or by video conference. And so what this means is that you don't have to be concerned about uh, taking your child to homeopath every week or twice a week like many other therapies. And so, and you can even do it this treatment in the comfort of your own home by telephone consultation. Over half of the patients that we treat are in other states or other countries for that matter or by video conference, which allows us to see the child in person, uh, so to speak, but uh, across the country. And finally, homeopathic care and medicines are much less expensive than many other interventions for ASD. Some of the interventions uh, can be thousands uh, of dollars, and uh, homeopathic medicines themselves are very, very inexpensive and much less expensive, for example, than giving lots of, of uh, homeopathic supplements and, um, I'm sorry, lots of um, nutritional supplements. So that expenses of the medicines is really a plus and the appointments are initially, uh, the appointment is two hours and then after that, we don't see a child for uh, the next appointment until six weeks later. And then the intervals are either eight weeks or three months, and even longer when the child is really stabilized and doing well. So these are all reasons that homeopathy can be an excellent adjunct to any of the other treatments that you're using now for your child with ADD. And in some cases, you I'm sorry, may... with ASD. <laughs> we also treat a lot of kids with ADD, so. Or your child may have ASD and ADD. <laughs> it's quite possible. So. Um... 
So you were going to say that, um, was there something you wanted to say in conclusion about using homeopathy? Or well, just that all, for all these reasons, homeopathy is a very, very good choice for a child with ASD and a, or adults with ASD for that matter. And we think that if you can give it a try, if you would like to read more about it, you can read our book, A Drug-Free Approach to Asperger Syndrome and Autism, Homeopathic Care for Exceptional Kids. And if you're interested in this type of treatment, please find out more about it. You can go to our website, www.drugfreeasperger.com. And I also wanted to mention that we will be giving a presentation at the Autism One Conference uh, Memorial Day weekend in Chicago. So we would be happy to meet some of you there in person. And I think we'll be speaking on a panel there as well. We are also going to be giving a presentation at the uh, national conference at the national of the National Center for Homeopathy, and uh, this is in March. Um, oh, I'm sorry, this April. is in April, and this is in San Jose, California. And finally, we will be giving a public talk and a weekend seminar in Boulder, Colorado, in the middle of May. So. Please call our office if you want any information on that at 425-774-5599. And we really want to support and to uh, express our admiration for all of you who are, who are working so hard to help your kids with ASD. And thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.